Good day, and welcome to episode 35 of the Aaron Wayne Podcast. Here we go, guys. First one back in my yoga room. Talk about that a little bit. Big conversation on identity and how we can work to cultivate a more authentic version of ourselves. How hippy-dippy does that sound? Super hippy-dippy. So if you're into it, tune in. If not, cool. Um, Hit me with... uh, I shouldn't have said um in the intro. I'm going to record it anyway. I'm going to post it. You don't say um in intros, Aaron. Listen to that one. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. What's up, y'all? Hope you guys are doing well. This is my first podcast back in my yoga room. It feels good to be back in this space because I don't have to set anything up on the road. It was like... Oh, speaking of the road, I was... uh, I'm doing an Instagram live while I'm doing this because I just have wanted to do that and kind of see how it shakes out. But I was just telling the people on the Instagram live that the podcast with my wife to wrap up our summer trip is going to happen. Um, she's had, she, we went to a Dave Matthews concert in Charlotte, North Carolina with some good homies, which was a blast, man. It was crazy to see like the world coming back to life in a really awesome way with really positive, but also thoughtful and, um, like almost existential music. Like I had a really awesome experience there and like on the encore people had their lights, like their flashlights, which was, um, you know, I think there was like 10, 15, 20,000. I mean, thousands and thousands of people there on the lawn and they all had their flashlights on their phones and waving for the encore. And it was really awesome to see, but my wife caught some sneezies from a good friend of ours and you know who you are because I think you listen to my podcast. She caught some sneezies from you, buddy, because you were sneezing freely, which is whatever. So she's had some sneezies the last couple of days, so her voice isn't uh, top notch, but she went to Sam's Clubs today. Um, Sam's Club? Sam's Clubs? Sam Club? Sam? I don't know. what You know what I'm talking about. And um, so she's going to wrap the summer session podcast with me um hopefully like tomorrow the next day uh we're gonna go see roadrunner the anthony bourdain movie on sunday which is a nice little date day um huge fan of anthony bourdain and um that's just a random thought so yeah man i hope you guys are doing well i'm just kicking it back in the yoga the yoga space in my house which feels really good and comforting to be here with like this very like cultivated room that we built it used to be a guest room and we didn't have any guests so i was like well screw it i do yoga i play on my computer i edit videos i do podcasts like let's just change this like we got an air mattress if if you want to come stay at my house uh you're not invited because i don't know most of you that listen to the podcast but um if you do if you're a friend or family member um you can come to my house but you're gonna be sleeping on an air mattress we'd love to have you but um yeah man it was it's so I, i made a post on my instagram yesterday I've had this I've had this real awareness lately that when traveling on the road I really enjoy the freedom of meeting strangers because they have no expectation of me. I'm just some dude and I have no expectation of them cuz I don't know their story. There's no hang-ups or anything like that. And then coming home and like utilizing all of that calm um, that's cultivated from the freedom of being on the road, the conversations that I have with the people in my life, like get deeper and deeper. And so each time I do these little trips, I get more, um, 
more of the of an ability to pay attention in conversation and to actually be in conversation with people without trying to fix anything about them or judge anything or um, give advice. All of those things end up getting in the way of people actually expressing the things that they're working with. And so I've noticed in the last, like, I guess I've, since the Dave concert, which was Saturday, today's Thursday, um, I've had some like really deep conversations with people um, and with family because I spent two weeks with fa- on family vacations before going to that Dave concert. And the people in the yoga world that I've been chatting with back coming back into the yoga space and the teaching at uh, the studio that I teach at regularly, I've just really been noticing that there's a lot of people who are really trying to work through either like identity issues of like who they are and what the world's trying to make them be. And there are also people that are dealing with like actual really hard in the moment, um, not traumatic experiences, but like maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but like real moments of challenge. And, um, you know, I've always been in this position of, of the more whole that I feel in who I am, which doesn't happen all the time. Um, but the more whole that I feel with who I am, the more that I want everyone else to just be okay. You know, Socrates said, this is sort of related. Socrates once said, I wanted to talk about Socrates. So you know how smart I am. Mm -hmm. I'm a smart boy. I know what Socrates said. Uh, Socrates said that um, it's a real, uh, it's a paraphrase, obviously. It's like, he said something to the effect of it's a real tragedy for one to go through their entire life and not know what their body's physically capable of. And so that was a commentary on physical fitness and like wellness. But I think that there's a piece that is available to most people. I mean, yes, there there are neurotypical um, attributes that individuals have that prevent them from accessing certain states of consciousness. But I think for the average person, even though life is hard and we deal with struggles, there is there are toolkits that allow us to feel more whole, at least for a little while. I mean, I've throughout my whole life contended with um, bouts of aggression and um, frustration and, um, you know, periods of time of deep depression. So I'm not coming at this from a place of like, I am the yoga man. Listen to my yoga words, but I am coming from a place of like, these are there. There's a toolkit that we can utilize in order to, um, feel more whole in who we are and to feel more accepted of who we are. And the thing that really, really frustrates me. So like on the road, we weren't watching TV. Um, we were on Instagram a little bit and like social media and stuff a little bit, but most of the time we didn't have cell phone signal. So it was just like, two people, two dogs in a van talking to strangers and roaming through the woods and the mountains. And so, um, what I realized coming back into the world and like, I have a camera here, a tablet here, a computer here. For some reason I'm doing an Instagram live. Hello people on Instagram live. Um, we, and then, you know, we've been watching TV now that we're home and, uh, who do tell me why Hulu still gives me ads. That's what I'm getting at. That's the whole point of this, this little tangent. Tell me why Hulu gives me ads. I pay for the service. Why are they giving me ads? Back to what I was saying. Reel it in, Rico. Um, seeing the society that has been cultivated 
unconsciously with the preconceived notion that marketing and sales is the primary mode of communication has created a situation where people feel less than and they feel as if their identity needs to be defined what am I talking about? I got lost in my thought there. Wouldn't that have been so profound if I just went like boom and hit some real knowledge? Let me try that again. The culture that we live in exacerbates the worst parts of us. It exacerbates the greed, the lust, the aggression, the uh, sense of ego, the sense of uh, judgment, the sense of comparison with others and being tapped out of that at least like you know, 60, 70% of the time, 80% of the time while I'm traveling and then coming back to it and seeing it and feeling how watching shows, commercials, Instagram feeds, all these things, seeing how challenging it is for me, someone who's been like really trying to be a better person um, because I wasn't a great person for the first two and a half decades of my life. And I turned 33 in October. Um, for the last like five to 10 years, I've really been trying to be a better person. And seeing how challenging it is for me to not be in judgment and to not be in comparison and not to feel that I'm awesome or that I'm terrible, it must be really challenging for young people um, because they don't even know that it's an option to not feel those things. It's also really challenging for the older generations because, you know, nobody talked about mental health until like 2018, apparently. Like, no one thought mental health was a thing to be concerned with. So that's my tangent, man. I don't know. I've, uh, I just watched this show on Hulu that was recommended by a comedian that I follow online called In and of Itself. It was on Hulu. And actually, I didn't see any ads on that. Why didn't they put ads on that one? It's always curious where the ads go. I'm tired of being marketed to. I'm tired of it. It's exhausting. Back to what I was saying. Let me have a sip of water. I got to calm down. I'm so excited to be back doing the podcast. I, um, the more that I find myself in conversation with people, like people have started reaching out on Instagram, like, Hey, I want to be on your podcast. Like, um, I'm teaching at yoga jam in, uh, is Labor Day the one in September or is that Memorial Day? I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about. Sometime in September, I'm teaching yoga at Floyd Yoga Jam. Come through. It's going to be fun. I'm going to teach a yoga class. It's going to be a banger. I'm super excited for it. It's my first time teaching there. Um, and I love teaching big rooms of people. And hopefully, I get to teach like a big room. I'd love to, man, I would love to teach like 200 people yoga at one time. I've never done that. Biggest class I've ever taught is probably like 70, 75, something like that. Um, why did I bring that up? Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be trying to interview a bunch of people at yoga jam. I've already had people reaching out, like wanting to be into it. And so, um, the reason I brought that up is because, you know, the podcast has started to be something that people are actually interested in, which is cool, but I feel the obligation to mention that I'm doing this for two main reasons. Reason number one, I think that the internet is filled with suboptimal messages that are confusing to people and make them feel strange things. 
so I'm trying to push out good vibes. That's reason number one. I just think that I feel comfortable enough in my body to be on camera and to be on mic. And it would be a disservice to not share good vibes because I don't have like that, 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 that sort of thing doesn't hold me back necessarily. Whereas it does for a lot of people. I'm just like a total egomaniac and I'm just like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. But I think that I can utilize that for a good thing, which is spreading good vibes. And then reason number two is because I think best out loud. Do you know that people for a really long time, so the Gutenberg printing press, when did that happen? Like 1400 or something like that? When was Gutenberg? I'm not going to look it up because I'm just going to distract me. But um, shortly after uh, the Gutenberg printing press, uh, people primarily read aloud. In fact, I just read a couple cha- a chapter from a book I'm reading co- uh, by Sebastian Younger called Freedom uh, to my wife before she went to Sammy Club. Sim Sam Club? Sim Club? I don't know. She, I think she's playing The Sims. But um, I read it aloud, and I realized how much I like reading aloud. And I'm an English teacher, so I like reading aloud. And most people in the early days of books, pamphlets, the Bible, all these things, they read aloud primarily. And I think that there's a really useful tool to speaking things and to saying them clearly. Going back to the conversation we were having earlier, people are struggling with traumas, insecurities, discomforts, confusions. And if they can't voice it because we are getting in the way of that by saying, oh, it's not, you know, it'll get better. Like I said something to someone recently and I realized it in dialogue with Katie afterwards I said something to someone that I regret having said. And what I said to that person was, it's better that it happened now instead of in the future. And I'm not going to be specific because I don't want to like spread someone else's stuff. Uh, But I said that. And in the moment, it felt like the right thing to say. Like, it is good that this is happening now instead of later in the future. And I think that's such a stupid thing to say because... It's not necessarily my place to say that because it's probably true, but might not be. But more importantly, when someone's dealing with something challenging, the last thing they need is someone to give them advice. They just need someone to give them an ear so that they may express what they need to express. And so that's the second reason that I have this podcast, which like as it, as it continues to grow, I will continue to revisit this notion, which is number one, I do the podcast to spread good vibes. Number two, I spread. I do the podcast so I can understand what it is that I actually think, because if I don't have the opportunity to think out loud, I can't find, I can't find my thoughts. I can't find my ideas. And in conversation with people, especially coming back to, so in, in the stranger space, stranger space, that's going to be the name of my next, my new podcast where I interview strangers. That would be a dope podcast. Just interviewing total strangers and having no clue anything about them. That would be a cool podcast. Because I think I'm, I'm, I'm good at that kind of thing. I think I could nail that. But in that stranger space, my mouth is dry. You can hear it in the microphone. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me have a sip of water. Mm. Delicious, high-quality, melted glacier water. What was I talking about? In the stranger space, I realized that, um, man, I totally lost my train of thought. That's what the water does, man. Stop drinking water while I podcast. That's the clue. Oh, no, I remember now because I, I put it in my notes. Um, when I'm talking to, to people I don't know, they are ready to listen much more easily than the people that know me better. For example, 
um, I would tell stories. I like to tell stories. And my wife, Katie, has heard 99% of my stories. She knows because we grew up together. I've been dating her since I was 13. We got married eight years ago. We just celebrated our eighth wedding anniversary on July 6th of this year, which is fantastic. Thank you for the congratulations. Um, she's heard all my stories. So she, she oftentimes will do this thing where she gets to the punchline because she doesn't want to hear the buildup. And what she doesn't realize is that I'm trying to tell a story and I'm hoping that people, um, it's an engaging story. But what I've noticed is that in conversation with people, you know, people, people, they, they, they're sort of like, okay, Aaron, we get it. We get it. You know, people would rather hear things from strangers than they would from, you know, people that they know really well. I don't know. So that's why I do the podcast. Because if you don't want to listen, don't listen. If you want to listen, listen. What did I do on my notes? I got some notes here. Oh, yeah. Back to the... So, the show in and of itself. I can't even describe what it is. I know that I can tell you that it brought me to tears and made me cry. Um, and that the entire show on who... It's not a... Sh- it's like a... It's a performance. It's this guy who did this performance for like almost two years um, in a small theater in New York. And he is exploring identity and who people think they are throughout the whole thing. And it's extremely touching. It's mildly disturbing. It is something that requires focus and requires that you, uh, you know, prevent any distractions so that you can actually engage with the material. But it is a beautiful expression of how we are all confused by our, our own identities. And I think that, um, you know, the deeper you get down this question of like, who am I? What am I doing here? The first thing that you notice is that who you think you are is much more of a cultivation aggregated from the responses you get from other people. And so, so much of who we are is defined by the unconscious behaviors of others. And so we have to work so that we can disentangle ourselves from our perceived expectations of other people. And the curious thing is, and you know, Ramdas says this, I always talk about Ramdas, but he says, um, the curious thing, whatever he says, but the point is, is he says, the curious thing about life is that when you start to let go, bounty comes back. And that's like an old school yogic principle that he's adapting. But I think that as soon as we let go of the identity that's been foisted upon us by others and our ourselves, obviously, as soon as we let go of that and allow ourselves to live fully as however it shows up in the moment, that people are attracted to that. People want to be around someone who's authentic and authenticity takes practice. And I fall into it. I fall out of it all the time. For example, um, I was another show I'm watching. This is just going to be a review of TV shows that I've been watching now that I'm back home. But I watched the Cho show. Uh, David Cho is an artist and he is a very strange, peculiar character. And the Cho show is um, uh, a show where he just like interviews people. And one of the things uh, that struck me is how... You know, we look at people in the media and online and in, you know, the public eye 
and we just don't understand that they are also dealing with the same sort of stuff. Is this just a depressing podcast? What am I doing? Is this the most depressing podcast ever? Mm. I think it's optimistic. I think it's optimistic because we know that we can use these tools in order to be more authentically ourselves. So I don't think it's depressing. But in the Cho Show, Steve-O was on. Steve-O from the show Jackass back in the 90s. and I guess it was the 90s and 2000s. I mean, it's probably early aughts. The early aughts. That's how cool I am. I say aughts. Do people still say that? Or is that a thing that just like came and went nonetheless? Um, Steve-O was on it. And I started reflecting on my youth. And uh, that show Jackass was huge when I was in middle and high school. I mean, just massive. Everybody was watching it. Um, in fact, that's when I started like playing around with cameras. Like my parents bought me uh, a video camera um, for Christmas and we'd like did pranks and like recorded them. And, you know, that's when I started playing around with that stuff. So they were influential and for me in that way, um, started to feel comfortable on camera, uh, at an early age because of that, just kind of playing around with friends, shooting basketball and recording and like playing pranks and stuff like that. And in that cohort of, it's kind of like when you watch Harry Potter, you're like, am, am I Harry or am I more Ron? You know what I mean? Like, how, do, how does my personality that I, I feel I own uh, play into these characters, this cast of, 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 you know, unique personalities? And I was, you know, I always wanted to be uh, the Knoxville type character. Like, I always wanted to be like the cool, uh, like handsome charming ringleader but I was way more of a Steve-O and if, and if you know that show you know what I'm talking about it's like Steve-O was just kind of crazy and wild and like um you know I wrote I wrote a piece um I don't know what I'm gonna do with it but I wrote it the other day I've been trying to write more and I wrote a piece about how growing up I um in the early days of being in school I was identified as gifted whatever the heck that means and then my family moved around quite a bit growing up uh, for different reasons. And I found myself in a situation where I wasn't the gifted kid anymore. And, um, you know, the kids that I was spending time with had, um, you know, more stable homes. They had uh, more financial resources. Um, they, you know, might have been like actually more smarter than me. And so I wasn't getting attention for being the gifted kid, quotation marks. So I was like, well, how am I going to get attention? And I acted out and that's what I did. And I was just sort of wild and crazy. And I had a lot of anger about the world and, you know, existential angst. And so I got my attention from being a Steve-O character, you know, and just sort of being a, a nut. And, you know, so people would say, you won't do it. And I'd be like, of course I'll do it, whatever it was, you know. And so I was just kind of a wild kid. And for the first like five years after college, through college and a couple years for a couple years thereafter, I would regroup with some of the homies from back home. And the expectation is that I was still that guy. And if you've ever had this, you may have had this experience of, you know, you sort of form who you are with a group of people and then you go out in the world, you change who you are. I'm going to, I'm 33. I'm an extraordinarily different person than I was at 25 and 20 and at 15. It's like, I'm extraordinarily different. And that's a good thing. You're supposed to change. You're supposed to be different. And so going back into these spaces and, you know, hanging out with people that knew me as that Steve OS character, 
I was like, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm, I'm different now. Like I've, I've changed. Um, you know, I'm vegan now. And I say that just because I want to show off, but no, I'm vegan. And I used to like, I used to make fun of this girl who was vegetarian when I was in high school. Like I I was mean, like I made fun of her for it. And now I'm vegan and I want to find her online and be like, Hey, hopefully that didn't affect you negatively. It probably did. What am I talking about? Identity. This whole podcast is about identity. I didn't want to necessarily talk about that, but that's where I found it. But, you know, people are hurting. And one of the things that I thought of yesterday after watching the Cho show and then the previous day, I only watched a couple episodes of that. And then the previous day of watching um, in and of itself, which is that um, performance that's recorded on Hulu, which I highly recommend you watch. Go watch it. Just go watch it in and of itself. How many times does someone send you something online um, that they th- and you don't watch it. <laughs> it's like most of my life, people send me things. I'm like, oh, cool, and then I never watch it. But I still waste just as much time on my phone. I don't know, it's stupid, but go watch it. I think it'll be worthwhile in and of itself. It's really interesting. But the reason that I bring those up is because you know our society isn't really providing resources for people that are contending with mental health issues and identity issues. And not only are we not really as a country providing mental health, we're not even really providing health and health care and wellness and tools from the federal level or state level or local municipalities that support physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. And the conclusion that I came to watching that show is like, you know, if, if our institutions aren't going to do it, then the artists will if the institutions aren't willing to provide the resources and exploration that allow us to live a more human existence, the artists will do it for them. And I think that that's awesome. I think that that is disheartening because we would like to be building systems that supply us with our basic needs of mental, spiritual, and physical wellness. But if, if the, if our institutions aren't going to do it, people will pop up and they will do it. You know, there, you know, how many people have Joe, has Joe Rogan got to swing kettlebells and drink green smoothies? And how many people has uh, a character like Sam Harris, who I talked about on the podcast in the past, how many people have been, you know, challenged to explore more intellectual depth? And how many people like Ram Dass, how many people has Ram Dass or... Alan Watts or, um, you know, Krishnamurti or all these like old school cats that have been influences on me. How many people have they encouraged to explore uh, a deeper sense of spirituality and identity? So if, if our institutions won't do it, the, the artists and the, the natural leaders will. So that's an idea that I've been thinking about. Do I have anything funny to say? No, I don't have anything funny to say. Nuts. It was great getting back into teaching a yoga class. I taught a yoga class yesterday, and my body is super sore. I teach a class called Fit Asana with a friend of mine named Jen, and she is a yoga teacher and a fitness instructor, and uh, she does 30 minutes of fitness, and then I teach 30 minutes of yoga after she does that, so it's a 60-minute class. 
And my body is cooked, bro. My body is totally cooked. I'm super sore today because I haven't been doing that type of fitness over the summer. But it was really awesome to be back in front of a group of people and to see people coming into a yoga space and like wanting to be playful. The cool thing about that class is it gives me the opportunity to really kind of you know, be silly and make jokes. I have a co-teacher with Jen. So it's like she and I can like make jokes to one another. And the group is very conversational and lighthearted. And, um, I am really excited to get back to teaching whole groups of yoga with, um, you know, with the the new sense of ease that I'm experiencing after having two months of, um, being unplugged, you know? So, I'm excited about that. I want to do an hour podcast. I want to keep talking, but I don't have any ideas. Do you have any ideas? You can't answer me. You can't answer me because you're a podcast. You're seeing this in the future. I got to buy a new microphone because I have this other microphone that doesn't sound as good as good as this one. This microphone sounds silky smooth. And I have this other microphone that I've used when I have guests on the podcast and it's kind of janky. It's like a $20 microphone and it's a directional microphone or it's a, I don't know the terms, but it takes up the whole room's noise instead of just like being direct, like the one I'm speaking into now. And I got to get that done before I go to yoga gym. Cause I'm gonna try and interview, um, as many people as I can, uh, because I think there'll be some really interesting cats there to interview. And I think that the podcast might morph more into an interview. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to do an interview based podcast. Sometimes I want to, sometimes I don't. I like talking to people. I like learning from people, but I also like the opportunity to just kind of explore my, my own mind without any expectation of others. So I don't know. I got to pause this because the video is going to cut out. So, Oh dude, I had this idea yesterday. I want to start doing fake commercials. And if I'm, a good boy, you're about to see one if you're listening on YouTube, but I'm not going to put them on the um, audio podcast, which is like 90% of my audience listens to the audio-based podcast, but I will put them on YouTube because I want to make videos. I want to be playful. I made a video for a friend's birthday, and uh, it was super fun, and I just like, uh, I want to do like funny videos. I want to make like fake documentaries and fake commercials and just sort of poke fun at all the seriousness. Ah, uh, the video just cut out. Dagnabbit, hold on. So as I was saying, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. Um, my, what am I doing? My, um, the video cuts out every 30 minutes and I had a friend who uh, uh, messaged me with, speaking of like, people sending me things and not actually looking at them. He sent me a video of how to fix that and how to sort of hack it and why it is that these, you know, off the shelf cameras don't go past 30 minutes. He explained it to me. I forgot why, but like I only can do 30 minutes of video, no matter what memory card I use, even though I bought a really expensive memory card so that I could do it a high speed kind of thing. Um, it doesn't do what I want it to do. So I got to cut it every 30 minutes, but I want to start doing, um, fake commercials because at some point I might find myself in a position where, uh, I mean, I have just like anybody who has, um, over, you know, a couple hundred people that follow them on Instagram. I get messages from people all the time. Um, like, Hey, be an ambassador for our brand. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do that. 
if you're asking me like that on my public de- like public comments, like that's not that's not how you do it. You know what I mean? Like you, I have contact information on my website. Like that's how you would go through it if you actually were serious about it. But at some point, I might find myself in a position where people want to advertise on my podcast, and I don't necessarily think I want to do it. Um, I think that there's probably a different way that I if I if if this is something that um, I need to start collecting revenue from for whatever reason, it isn't something that I want to use advertising for because I talk so much trash about marketing and advertisement. It just seems like that's <laughs> like I can't do that. I can't I can't do both parts. So. Um, I want to start making fake commercials, uh, because I have to cut the YouTube video every 30 minutes. So I got to take a break and reset the camera anyway. So I want to start doing fake commercials. And, um, I had some ideas in bed last night and I just like kept rolling. I didn't go to bed till midnight last night because I kept rolling over and like typing things into my phone. So look for that. And hold me to it if I don't do it. I need to do it. I want to do it. It's it's fun to make videos and like be silly and funny. One of the issues that I see coming down um, for doing that kind of thing is, I mean, they can't all just be me. And I would have to enlist like friends to act out different roles. I mean, maybe it could all just be me doing these fake commercials. But um, some of the ideas I had would require that I had some people supporting like on camera. And then that had me thinking in my network of friends who would be willing to do that sort of playful, um, you know, sketch type fake commercial thing. And I don't think I have, um, maybe I'm wrong. And if you're listening to the podcast and you're local to me, like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are people out there in the world that, uh, in my direct world who would be silly and playful like that. But I don't think I have anybody in my life that would be interested in doing like fake sketch commercials. So I might be doing them all by myself, but that's okay. That's fine. I'm doing all this by myself because I want to do it. Yeah. I was thinking about the podcast that we did, Katie and I did on the road And I'm not sure if how interesting it is for um, viewers and listeners as well as for me as a broadcaster. I'm a broadcaster. um, To just kind of recap and talk about the things I've been doing. I don't think that's super interesting. So, and then I also thought like, should I be talking about topical things? I don't know. I just, uh, I just want to talk. Um, and I'm just going to keep doing it. And, uh, even though I'm 33 minutes in and I don't have anything else to say, I'm going to keep talking, but I was thinking about doing like topical stuff. Dude, uh, you guys see that, um, Jeff Bezos went to space and then as soon as he got out of, out of space, I mean, I use that term loosely. I didn't even watch the video. Um, but he like was wearing a cowboy hat. Why do you put a cowboy hat on? Is that cultural appropriation? Because that boy ain't a cowboy. I'll tell you that much here and now. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, why? Why does? Why do we care? I I just don't understand why we care that Jeff Bezos went to space. You know, I just does. Do people not know that the planet's like in a state of dying? Is this the most depressing podcast ever? Potentially. But like, you know, we have these heat waves, we have fires, we have floods, we have 
I, dude, I saw this video of a rock slide on my Instagram in India, and I had never seen a rock slide. I've seen mudslides um, on video, but a rock slide, I mean, it's these these boulders the size of my um, my van that are just tumbling down a hill at like 30, 40, 50, 60 miles an hour, and they smash into this bridge. I mean, it was bonkers, and people are filming it, and they're probably way too close to the rock slide, but they're like, whatever, uh, I'm... You know, this is cool. I'm going to record it. But, um, I mean, the planet's in a state of chaos ecologically. And we have Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson racing to space. For what reason? Because, you know, and Elon Musk is talking about, like, terraforming Mars. Let's terraform this friggin' planet. Let's Let's, like like support the life systems and life cycles on this planet. I mean, that got dark climate change freaks me out, man. See, and then also like, like I was saying earlier, uh, I had a title of a podcast. I might've said this to the Instagram live. I might've said it on the actual podcast, but I had a title of a podcast called climate change and having kids, which is uh, like sort of an exploration at the tail end of that conversation with me and Katie of like, what does it look like thinking about, you know, my kids, if they're born next year, living to be 80, 90, a hundred years old, what will the planet look like at that point? And then my grandkids and so on and so forth. So that was a conversation she and I had, but, um, I noticed that on YouTube, it has like, there's like nearly, there's almost no views on it. And then I clicked on the video and there's like a tag underneath it that had a Wikipedia article to climate change. And I was like, you do you, they don't even know what I was talking about. And they, they just like tagged a thing underneath it. I wasn't even talking about anything controversial. And I also had a podcast, um, I don't know, maybe in the, somewhere in the twenties, like early 20, some, I don't know, podcast 23, 24, something like that, where, um, I was discussing, discussing different things about, I don't even want to say the word. I don't even want to say it. Talking about the schmandemic and then I wanted to experiment with what does it look like to put um, a Google ad on this? Like, let's see, just to experiment, just kind of play around. And so I was like, okay, well I'll put 20 bucks at this out of my yoga business account and uh, try to put an ad on it. And then they suspended my ad. They, and I, and you know, if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I'm not saying anything crazy. I'm not like anti, I'm, you know, I'm living in the life. I'm out here doing the things we're supposed to be doing. Um, maybe with the exception of going to a Dave Matthews concert with 20,000 people on it, but I think that's okay now. It was outside. I think that's okay now. I don't know. Point being, you know, how much freedom do I even have in this format? Also, a consideration that I've been having when doing these podcasts is, uh, for example, I did an interview uh, with uh, a runner who's a friend uh, a few episodes back, maybe 10, 15 episodes back. And, um, you know, we cussed in it and I was thinking, okay, well, I'm an eighth grade English teacher as well as a yoga instructor, as well as a podcaster, as well as a dog dad and a son and uh environmentalist and, uh, um, all these things. But I, I was thinking like, what well, if my kids stumble into this podcast and I'm dropping F bombs left and right, like, what does that say about me and the influence that I have in the world? And then I started to think, well, but I mean, I, I, 
I cuss, I use, I use bad language and I say inappropriate things in, um, you know, my personal conversations. So like, where's the edge of cultivating, um, cultivating a sense of being a role model for, um, my students, if they happen to stumble in my podcast or the community, uh, that I support with yoga or just like being a public facing person, like where does the boundary of being authentic to who I am actually in my personal life with being who I cultivate in my public life. And so that just adds another layer of trying to like have an identity and figure out my identity and how it plays in the world. But I think where I've landed, I think where I've landed is that it would be best if I did not use bad language, potty words on my podcast because I also don't want to be in a position where um, the podcast, especially locally, like it'll, you know, it continues to grow. And I don't want to be in a position where my principal says, hey, Mr. Mr. Aaron, I heard you heard you had a podcast. And I heard you said X, Y, Z. I just don't want to be in that position. So I'm trying to keep it as G as possible. Um, Even though I laugh at crazy things and I say crazy things and I use foul language. I've also found that in professional and semi-professional settings, if you use, judiciously use uh, cuss words, cuss words, like I need, I feel like cuss words is even a stupid phrase. You know what I'm saying? Um, that it endears people to you and they feel more open because everybody uses foul language at some point. Foul language. Is that better than cuss words? I don't know. Almost everybody. And it allows for judicious use of that allows for you to sort of break the break the little thin eggshell that wraps itself around professional relationships and allows you to be a bit more um have a bit more depth to your communication with people and it feels more real so i guess it's a useful tool but i don't know i just did 10 minutes on cussing so i don't know I have a friend who has kids and we were talking about cell phones and uh, I don't know what people should do about that. I wrote into my notes. I don't know if I want to talk about that right now. What else did I write? I'm more Steve-O than Knoxville. That's a fact. I already talked about that. Cho show in and of itself. I wrote that. If society won't provide mental health for people, then artists will. I think I nailed that one. What do you think? Let me know. Uh, so many people are hurting of tragedy and also clutching to their identity that's this whole podcast i did that i didn't even look at the notes for that one how about that uh, people would rather hear inspirational speeches than have a friend inspire them i guess that's true i don't know sounds cynical using relate oh this is the thing that I, I was thinking about last night the yoga room is a place where people are moving their bodies in space and a teacher is giving cues. And when you first start doing yoga, the first thing you notice is that you are not as mobile, flexible, or kinesthetically um, 
apt as someone who does practice yoga regularly. You just don't have the proprioception in the sense of like, where, wait, actually, where is my left foot? Like some people, you know, you tell people to raise their left foot if they're in downward facing dog. And as soon as they go upside down, they're like, wait, which foot is it? You know, and I see that all the time. And so when we start out in the yoga space, we have a sense of like, oh, I'm the worst yogi in the room. And that's your ego talking, definitely. And then when you practice for a long time, or maybe you just have a knack for movement and uh, you get to a point where uh, you're in a yoga room and you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm really friggin' good at this. I'm nailing this. Both of those come from the same place, right? It's the same ego thing. Like you're never the worst person. You're never the best person. You're just a person expressing what it is that they have at their disposal at the time. And that's like the higher principle of, of the asana. One of the higher principles of the asana practice. Asana means pose. Um, it's the, one of the higher principles of the asana practice, which is you know, you're just here showing up and you're going through the movements and there's no real end game. And it's not about achievement. It's about, it's about, um, it's about actually engaging with what the physical body is up to and how the mind reacts. When you see someone put their foot over their head and you're like, Oh, why can't I do that? Or you put your foot over your head and you like peek out of the corner of your eye and you're like, I'm the only one that can do that. So both of those are like negative concepts. And you know, I, I fall into this all the time where I get, trapped in thinking like, Oh, I'm really good at this. Everybody sees me, right? Do you guys all see me? You guys all see me? Like I had to joke, a a friend of mine said, um, I was doing handstands in class. Um, and a friend of mine that was practicing next, next to me after class said, did you want everybody to clap after you did that? (laughs) And he was just busting my chops, which he does all the time. But, um, he was just busting my chops, but it's actually really true. Like I sort of did want everybody to clap after that, if I'm being honest with myself. And that's not what the practice is about. And so I, 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 I tell these, these things so that I can connect that with our interpersonal relationships because, the ideas that run through our heads the entire time we're in dialogue with other people are often coming from a space of I'm I'm not smart enough for this conversation or I'm going to say something really smart for this other person to understand how smart I am or um, I'm I'm so loving and caring. Let me say this piece. And I think that if we can use the concept that we take from the physical asana practice that, you know, you're never the worst, you're never the best. You're just kind of exploring what's available. I think that if we can tie that into how we communicate with people in our lives, then they will feel freedom to express themselves. However, it's showing up for them. And so we got to get out of our own way. We got to get out of our own way and all of the, you know, unconscious programming that we've absorbed from our culture, as well as the um, self-preservation instincts that we've inherited from natural selection and, and Darwinism. We have to override those things because, you know, we can. We can override those things if we notice them so that we can live more fully as ourselves and so that the people we're communicating with can live more fully themselves. And so yoga infects everything. It is, it is, it, it, I mean, yoga, yoga can, everything can be a yoga 
as Richard Halpert says. I said Richard Halpert so I didn't have to say Ramdas again because that's his actual name he was born with, Richard Halpert, renamed Ramdas, um, I guess in the 70s, by some uh, guru guy, um, Maharaji is his name. But I bring that up because everything's yoga. Everything's yoga. The way you communicate, the way you breathe, the way that you clean your house, the way that you podcast, the way you listen to a podcast, everything is yoga. And what I mean by that is yoga comes from the word in Sanskrit, yuj, which means to bring together. And if we can integrate the what Carl Jung would call our shadow self and what um, Freud would call the ego and superego, if we can integrate those things, yuj, bring together, with our higher level of consciousness of knowing that people are working with what they're working with and accepting that, that's like the spiritual branch to combine the um, psychoanalysis branches as well as the Darwinistic instincts that we have of self-preservation. If we can bring all those things together and then the focus that's uh, talked about in a lot of the Eastern traditions um, as well as a lot of the Christian traditions, they talk about like, you know, moment, experience like experience of the moment if we can bring all those things together then everything becomes yoga that's what yoga is is bringing things together it's unifying our consciousnesses that we have we have you know jordan peterson talks about um coming from the union idea we have all of these different urges and experiences inside of us and they're like these sub personalities that have um their own sort of um desires wants avoidances and it's almost as if we have uh, a concert of um, demons and angels inside of us, these little sub personalities that are all vying for their opportunity to eat an extra, you know, piece of sugary product or to, um, go for a run or to yell at someone or to sit quietly in a corner. Like all of these sub personalities are within us. And in any way that we're bringing those pieces together recognizing them and then living presently in a way that allows us to communicate clearly with others or to be clear in what our intention is. That is yoga. Did that make any freaking sense? I don't know. I gotta get another microphone. This thing's squeaking like crazy. All right, squad. I think this is where I'll wrap it. That feels right to me. What do you think? Think it was good? That was my longest solo podcast in months. I don't know. What do you think? Man, I love doing this. I really, really love doing this. So I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. There it is. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Follow along on Instagram at Aaron Wayne Yoga. Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcatcher, hit it with a subscribe, trying to build that up a little bit. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. I'm trying to spread good vibes. If you listen to the whole podcast, you heard me say the internet is filled with a chasm of existential threat and a lack of, uh, what is it? There's a lack of, I don't know, there's like positivity. Like we just need more positivity, but not the bogus positivity that's out there i'm talking about real people talking about real things in a real way so if you're into it follow along um support it however you choose because it helps reach other people and i'll see you guys on the next one peace out